June 21st, 2002. The first part of our day was spent organizing our tracting box, or rather organizing the follow-ups on the back of the cards. We found all these neat people, and now we need to recontact them, build relationships of trust, and begin teaching them. We tried to bring some cookies to Jared and Sarah, but they were gone, so we'll just have to do that on another day. We met up with Elders Wilson and Clough at the Pizza Hut, but we got lost because Elder Chatterton thought he knew where he was going, but he didn't. I ate so much food for the lunch buffet. 17 pieces of pizza, two helpings of lasagna, and breadsticks are what I ate. By the end, I had run out of saliva to chew it all up and swallow it. I hated food for about two hours afterward. Elder Clough and I were serving up in his area today, and then Elder Wilson was down here with Elder Chatterton. It's kind of nice to have a change once in a while. Elder Clough is a cool cat. I told him that I want to go see him down in Pima, Arizona. He told me that he could hook me up with some pretty girls, but I informed him that wasn't at all necessary. We ate dinner at Sister Street's house, and it was pretty darn good, even though it was absolute torture to eat it. I was still so full from Pizza Hut. I got a letter from Brock today. That was pretty comforting. He seems to be doing better, but he has two cars now. I don't know what that's all about. He's been a good friend to me for a long time. My buddy since fourth grade, Reuben Colette, hasn't written me once since I've been out here. Although he drove all the way to Salt Lake City for my farewell talk. I wonder if I'll ever hear from him while I'm out here. I owe my family and E a letter. Sometimes I feel like I get out of touch, and it's not a good feeling. June 23rd. It was my fifth Sunday in this area. The Sabbath just keeps coming and going like the snap of a finger. Time goes by so fast. I really enjoy the lessons about marriage and families. I want to give everything I can to my dear wife and our children. We had lunch over at Brother and Sister Bishop's home and they had some friends over. After that, one of our appointments wasn't home for a media referral appointment. So we did some tracting, and we met a cool girl named Joanne. Hopefully we'll be able to see her and her family this week. Of course, every now and then we run into a really mean person, and it's hard for me not to laugh at them. People need to relax and chill out. It really isn't the end of the world, and hardly a big deal if someone knocks on the door. Later on tonight, we went over to Bishop McNaughton's to teach his family a first discussion. They're so awesome. I can see how they just love each other so much, and that's how I want my family to be. June 24th. We tracked pretty much the whole day today, about eight and a half to nine hours worth. And we see more and more all the time that the Lord will provide for his servants. We are fed by the people, and we get plenty of water. A woman made us a ham and cheese sandwich, and then a man named Frank let us in and let us cook up some soup on his stove. He was really busy on the computer. And we had fresh ravioli, bagels, and yogurt. What a nice man. We also ask people to use their bathrooms, and we know that the people will be blessed for their kind service. 
We taught a really abbreviated first discussion to a woman named Mary, but other than that, nothing new happened. Actually, when we went to go drop in on Clover, we were able to set up a time to see her and her boyfriend, Gary, and her son, Christopher, next Saturday. She isn't baptized yet because of living conditions, but her son is. Her mother was the first to join the church, and it has spread out from there. I really hope that the Braxtons aren't getting annoyed with us. He kind of laid into us tonight, and we just wanted to say hello. He wouldn't let us explain what we were doing, and was all irritated that we didn't call before we came by. We just wanted to say hi. We're going to give them one more shot, and then we're not going to bother anymore. There are others who could greatly benefit from our visits if someone isn't willing to listen. God's the judge, though, not me. I have a feeling that this is my last week here for some reason. I can just sense that I'm getting transferred, even though I've only been here one transfer. June 25th. District meeting was today, and I was the one to give the spiritual thought, along with Doctrine and Covenants, Section 4. We ate lunch after that, and we all kind of hung out in the kitchen while we ate. Elder Lee and I usually hook up and chat, He's struggling to make the transition, as many elders do, and we seem to be able to relate to each other pretty well. We had to take the car in to get a maintenance wear checkup, and that took about an hour. While we waited, we were able to read the Enzyme magazine that we brought in with us. It wasn't too bad of a wait. We tracked it until our dinner appointment with the McNaughton's. They're such a great family. They have obviously done something right. Uh, Jim skipped out on us tonight. There wasn't any sign of him to not be there, but he didn't come to the door just the same. Something weird happened to me tonight, and I'm not very happy about it. I gave the spiritual thought over at the McNaughton's, but I was really having a hard time explaining what I was trying to say. Both of them were looking at me in a very perplexed way, and I felt a total loss of the spirit. Either that or I just noticed that the spirit wasn't with me. I don't know what the heck is going on. I don't feel much better right now either. What happened? Hopefully this doesn't last. June 26th. Preparation day went really well today. We weren't able to do any service today because the CP center never showed up. So we did our laundry and got that done by 12. We then went over to the library and were typing up our manuscript. We got like three of the 15 pages typed, so there's still a lot of work to do. Elder Chatterton cut my hair and did a mighty fine job as well. It looks very professional. I decided to play a little joke on my companion while he was in the shower. I dumped Kool-Aid powder all over him. I thought it was pretty funny, and I wouldn't be surprised if he was somewhat amused as well. I decided that I wanted a mini tape recorder. And so we went to Walmart and I spent 50 bucks on everything, recorder, tapes, and batteries. I'm going to record zone conferences and other such meetings of import. And of course, I'll have some fun with it too for the sake of some good laughs to look back on. We ate dinner at the Castellanos, then our next appointment skipped out on us. So we did some tracting, and in doing so, we ran into a nice fellow named Tony. Who talked with us for a while. Apparently he is trying to work on his family tree but is having a tough time getting started. 
I gave him my dad's email address and told him to talk with my dad about how to get going. I really hope they end up talking. June 27th. We did some service over at Communicare today. Then we went tracting for a few hours until our dinner appointment with the Walters. She made chili for us, and it was really tasty. We followed her and Christiane, her daughter, over to Cherry Hill for the temple dedication at Nauvoo. What a moving experience that was. When the prophet got up to speak, he was overcome and began to cry. He spoke of feeling the presence of Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ, and the prophet Joseph Smith. If the president of the church makes mention of it, then you can be sure of its validity. We were reminded of the sacrifices that were made by the early saints as they toiled to build the sacred temple, and also of their trek west. Our forefathers really did go forward in pure faith, and they made such sacrifices. They went through so very much. President Hinckley also touched upon the sorry and pitiful ending of Governor Tom Ford and his family. Governor Ford was an enemy to Joseph Smith, and as all enemies of God and his servants have in times past, Tom Ford also was swallowed in the depths of desolation and bereft of any promise or success in anything life has to offer. You cannot oppose this work and ever succeed in anything, for you shall be left to your own strength, which shall avail you absolutely nothing, and the devil shall seal you his. I received the revelation that I need to more fully render the importance of our message to people, that this is not to be pushed aside, and it is the most important thing they will ever learn about. Through the power of the Holy Ghost, I know God will make it clear to these people the fact that they do need to listen to us. June 28th. I was with Elder Clough from 5.10 on today. Elder Chatterton went with Elder Wilson up to Morristown for the exit or departing dinner. Elder Clough and I went to a dinner appointment with a recent convert named Esther. Then we went and taught a lady named Florence. She had requested a Book of Mormon, and wow, what a childlike woman. She has a really, really rough life. She was super anxious to read the Book of Mormon, and that made me really happy. We were supposed to meet the other elders at about 9, and they didn't get there until 10.40. They didn't even leave President's house until 9.45. Crazy, crazy stuff. June 29th. It is Elder Chatterton's 20th birthday today. He thought that I didn't know when it was, but I did. And I wrote happy birthday on the mirror in the bathroom so he would notice. It seems like my birthday was forever ago, and at the same time, I feel like I've been out here for no time at all. I recorded part of our correlation breakfast this morning. Elder Pedersen and Elder Lee weren't there, though, because they had an appointment. We tracked it for eight hours today, and while we were out and about, we came across a born-again Christian named Ron. It was a somewhat contentious conversation at first, but by the end, things were fine, and we committed him to read the Book of Mormon for himself. It's all up to him now. June 30th. It was Missionary Sunday today, so all six missionaries and the ward mission leader spoke in sacrament meeting. I was able to get the whole thing on tape as well. I was sure praying hard, 
that the Lord would send the Holy Ghost to abide with us all, that the people would be taught by the Spirit and not by us, per se. We also sang, Let Zion in Her Beauty Rise, as well. We had a good time over at the bishop's house after church. They had a barbecue that we were invited to, and there were some non-members there as well. There really were some great people there. If I've learned anything about people since I've been out here, it's that there really are good people everywhere. Some of them are nicer than members of the church I have come in contact with. We recorded a session of tracting as well, so that should be neat to look back on. While out last night, we were fed by some Israelite black man. He was very kind to us, and so was his family. I'm pretty sure that he's not an Israelite. However, it's hard to say. To each his own. July 8th, 2002. It's been a little while since I've written in my journal because I've been recording it on tape with my mini recorder. However, I decided that I'll do weekly recordings on tape based on my daily written journal entries. It's fun to go back and listen to a tape, but there's just something special about looking back on what was written by hand. Although technology does some neat things for us as well. I don't need batteries or an electrical outlet to read a written journal, though. We went down and tracked it in a neighborhood south of here that we've never really been to before. We received a pretty warm response, which was refreshing. And we also met a really neat family as well. Janet and Charles are engaged, and between their past marriages, they both have a total of five kids. She looked very happy, and they both want to get into their family history. I gave them my dad's email address, along with thefamilysearch.org. They expressed interest in having us come back, and I really felt the spirit while we were talking with them. After that good contact, we went to help the Bowens move some furniture out of an apartment that's being closed down. It seems like President is doing quite a bit of area combining these days. Then we had a really good appointment with a guy named Walter. He's 21 and has been involved in the Pentecostal church for quite some time. Well, about a year now. He was asking a lot of questions and making really good responses. We prayed right there in his front room to find out if the Book of Mormon is true. And that was a neat experience. We all knelt, and Walter prayed. I felt the Spirit bear witness that the Book of Mormon is a testament of Jesus Christ and that it is an ancient document written for our day. We were able to meet with Sister O.B. today as well. We taught a first discussion to her and Yolanda, her son's girlfriend. The Spirit was really strong and I could see that both of them had been edified. It really was an uplifting time for all of us. When Kevin, Sister O'Bey's son, came home from work, he was happy to see us, and he wanted us to go back and see him on Friday at 2. So I'm looking forward to that. We need to get him activated again. Tracting followed for a little while, and as for my feelings about the day are concerned, I think that it was pretty balanced. And to top it all off, I got a letter from home and E. July 9th, 2002. Missions are great because you can have the worst day and the best day all in one. We tracked it from about 10.15 to 4.30 today, and we got in a scuffle with a Presbyterian guy named Brian. 
Well, I got a little carried away and told him that it was a tragedy that someone would fight against God's kingdom with the Bible, which is the word of God. Well, I noticed that when I don't speak in meekness, the spirit withdraws. And that happened to me today. So you live, and then hopefully you learn. We ate over at the McNaughton's, and on last minute notice for her, but things really seemed to work out fine. They're a terrific family, and I really look up to them. Everyone has problems, but they are a perfect example of a family that does their best to love each other. What a comfort it is to see that. We were able to follow up with quite a few people tonight in person, and we set up some appointments as well. So we'll see how all that goes. I love Heavenly Father and the, and the mercy He has poured out upon all mankind through His Son, Jesus Christ. What a miracle it all is. July 14th. What a great day it was. Ed and Rose came to church today for the first time, and they really enjoyed the service. I knew they would come. I just knew they would be there. They were right on time, too. We encouraged them to be there at 11.30. Sacrament starts at 11.45. And they came. It was Marcus Salia's farewell, and he's headed off to Phoenix. He and his father were incredible speakers, and the Braxons were very impressed. What a great occasion for their first time out to church. She said that they would definitely be returning and is very excited for our appointment with them tomorrow. They described the service as inspirational, and I know that they felt the spirit. We're bringing the Downings over to see them tomorrow, and so this should be great. We had a fabulous dinner appointment with the McMillans today as well. Missy's about 22 years old and joined the church while attending BYU. She received a scholarship for gymnastics, and that's how it all began. She's the only child of Luke and Rosemary, and they aren't members. They have seen a kajillion pairs of missionaries, and so it was great to see that they have a good relationship with all of us. Missy told us that the best thing to do is to take it slow. Judy dropped us tonight. We went over to her house to see how she was doing, and she told us that Joseph Smith made everything up and stuff like that. July 15th. This is definitely a journal-worthy day. All kinds of interesting and glorious things happened today. We did a lot of tracting in the morning, and when we were changing areas, we decided to take a couple of minutes to drink some orange soda that we received from Irvin yesterday. This orange soda didn't do good things for Elder Chatterton, as we will see in a bit. While we were sitting there in our car, however, we made some people nervous, and they called the cops on us. Consequently, two police cars pulled up behind us, and they realized how harmless we are, and they went about their merry ways. Shortly thereafter, we were talking with a man named Ray on his doorstep. He brought out some water, and we drank two big glasses. While that orange soda was still brewing in Elder Chatterton's belly, and he couldn't hold it down any longer. He straightway turned and threw up all over this man's sidewalk. I couldn't believe it. I really felt bad for him. Ray was more than hospitable, invited us in for a few minutes. A little while later, we bumped into Don from the CP Center. 
We were talking to her mom when Don pulled up, and we were very surprised to see her. They invited us inside for a few minutes and ended up feeding us. We even got cookies and cream ice cream, which is one of my favorite flavors. Don's mother said that she's going to make us some spaghetti and meatballs and bring it over. So that was great. The crowning event of the day was our appointment with the Braxtons. And the stake patriarch, Brother George Downing, was with us as well. He was such a great teacher and friend to them tonight. Rose committed to be baptized on the 28th of July, and Ed is close behind her. He said he wants to give it some thought, but they'll be there. I know they will. It was such a renewing night for me tonight, a spiritual renewing, and my desire to share the gospel has been increased, along with my testimony increasing immensely as well. I have so much to be thankful for. I feel that we have really been working hard and the Lord is bringing forth the fruit of our labors. How sweet it truly is. Just as Ed said, this is the real McCoy. July 17th, 2002. I cleaned the bathroom today. I've seen worse, but I swear that the toilet hadn't been cleaned in over six months. We went to the store and got some cleaning necessities, and I took a couple hours to clean the water closet. It was high time. Normally we don't have any appointments during preparation day, but today was different. We went to see David B., who we met a couple few weeks ago, well, a month ago. We had given him a Book of Mormon, and about a week after that he called to return the Book of Mormon because of counsel he received from his pastor but we were able to set up a time to come see him and discuss some things. He has 16 children in his family. They're not his, but his mother's. He's got fantastic family values and really was a good example for me. His pastor had really shaken things up about the Book of Mormon, but by the time we were done speaking with him, he had rekindled his desire to read from it again. His pastor will be an issue in the future, I feel. David wants to learn, and as long as he desires it, it shall be granted. I asked him if he would pray about whether or not God wanted him to continue to speak with us. He said that he would. We also exhorted him to keep in mind that if something was going to push him away from Christ, he would recognize it. I bore testimony that the Book of Mormon would lead him to Christ and keep him in the right way, and we will be touching base with him in a couple of days. I pray that God will keep anti-material away from him. I really do have great feelings about the progression of David in the gospel. To end the evening, we went over to the Tuttle's house and got to know them a little better. July 18th. This morning we went and did some service at Communicare, and it was eventful. I met the business owner and his name and her name is Jackie. She's battling cancer right now. Lymphoma is what she called it. It makes me wonder what kind of things my future family and I will have to go through. We decided to tract on a not so populated road, which isn't something we normally do, but when you're prompted to do something, you better do it. And we were blessed for it as well. We met Vicky who seemed very childlike and was eager to read the Book of Mormon. And then we met an awesome guy named Dale. 
Dale was in the Marines. Dale was in the Marines when he was younger and must have been injured because the VA built him a house. After teaching a first discussion to him, he asked us if it would be all right if we made it a weekly thing to go by his house and study with him. I was delighted. We're going to see him again on Monday, July 19th. We dropped in at the CP Center today to say hello to everyone, and we stayed for about 20 minutes. And then we tracked it until 7 p.m. We gave out three Book of Mormons today, and we'll be following up with Jackie and also J.D. We taught the Wallaces the fifth discussion tonight, and they fed us pizza. I'm really tired, otherwise I would have written more. July 22nd. We tracked it into Chrissy, and she was really excited to talk with us. She accepted a copy of the Book of Mormon, said she was looking for some good people to unite with. July 23rd. We went down to Vineland for their district meeting and did an exchange. I called Chrissy from the Spanish elder's phone and found out that she had been antied by her husband. We won't give up without a fight, though. July 24th. We didn't get out of the apartment until 3 p.m. today, but I guess that's all right since it was preparation day. I cleaned the bathroom, and we did laundry. Elder Chatterton cut my hair, and we straightened a couple things out. It shouldn't have taken five hours, though. Oh, well. Before going to our dinner appointment at the Matthias home, we decided to go tracting for a bit. Well, the first house we knocked on had a diamond in the rough. It was a couple of 20-year-olds living in a trailer home. Mike and John were their names, and they had a friend with them named Dave. Mike was the talkative one and got the conversation going. John was listening for a bit, and then he took off. So we talked with Mike and Dave for another 10 minutes. When John came back, he mentioned how he was kind of upset with God because he was taking everyone away from him. His good friend recently passed away, as well as his grandfather. I related how my sister had recently passed away, and also told him how I wasn't always a good kid either. They were impressed that I had made a change. John began to feel the spirit, and began to tell us how he resented his childhood and his rough upbringing. He is tired of being a tough guy, and expressed a sincere desire to change. He wants to have a wife, kids, to be successful and happy, but he doesn't know where to start. I know John felt the spirit. He's covered in tattoos, but God looketh upon the heart, and I perceive that he is ready for the truth. I know he is. We will be seeing him tomorrow along with Mike as well. I pray we may have the spirit with us.